0: Invite the congregation to stand and face the procession. We gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin Receive your forgiveness and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left on. We have not loved our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Benevolent God, you are the source, the guide, and the goal of our lives. Teach us to love what is worth loving, to reject what is offensive to you, and to treasure what is precious in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord.
1: Amen. A reading from Ecclesiastes. Vanity of vanities, says the teacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. I, the teacher, when king over Israel and Jerusalem, applied my mind to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to human beings to be busy with. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun, and see, all is vanity and a chasing after wind. I hated all my toil in which I had toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to those who come after me. And who knows whether they will be wise or foolish? Yet they will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned and gave my heart up to despair concerning all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes... One who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave all to be enjoyed by another who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What do mortals get from all the toil and strain with which they toil under the sun? For all their days are full of pain, and their work is a vexation. Even at at night their minds do not rest. This also is vanity. The word of the Lord. A reading from Colossians. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, Barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord.
2: Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. may be seated. For all those of you visiting today, we marched out our Chamber of Commerce text this morning. Vanity of vanities, all is vanities. God calls someone a fool who worked hard and had lots of stuff. And this little gem from our psalm today. For we see that the wise die also. Like the dull and the stupid, they perish. The gospel of the Lord. You with me on this? We'll see what we can do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're in the Gospel of Luke this year, and there's lots of wonderful parables here, in which Jesus is always trying to teach his disciples. And as we listen along, us about this life and how we might find meaning and purpose in the midst of it. Today, he tells a parable. It's about a man who is uber rich. He's what we call, might call in today's slang, stinking rich. Winning the lottery, rich. Which house shall I sleep in tonight, rich? Which island in the Caribbean shall I visit that I own this week, rich? He is all that. But the problem with this very fat cat is not so much that he has it all. Maybe it's not his riches that are the problem. But it's the way he regards his riches and the way that they control him. In the parable, as he speaks to himself, because apparently no one else is listening, he makes absolutely no connection between his good fortune and God's gracious blessings. It's as if he has done it all. And now he wonders, since I'm so filthy rich, what am I going to do with all of my stuff? So he says, I know. I don't have a place for my crops. I don't know if, you, if I know this or not, but you know, I'm really rich. I mean, wealthy. I mean, prosperous. I, I don't know if you know that, but I'll just share that to anybody who happens to be listening. doesn't seem like anybody is, but I'm just going to share that out loud. I have a lot of stuff. Is this a good time to talk about our upcoming closet cause, where you give your extra stuff to the church and then we use it to help people? You with me here? But then an idea comes to this very wealthy man. He says, I know what I'll do. I'll take my puny scrawny barns and build great big massive barns, because bigger is always better, and there I will store all my grains and all my goods. Have you noticed that up to this point in the parable, it's a one-way conversation? We only hear the rich man talking to himself. I, mean, I suppose when you're that rich, you don't have to consult with or talk to anyone, not even God, just yourself. And he says to himself, soul, ha, <laughs> You have many, 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 many ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, <clears throat> eat, drink, <clears throat> be merry, kick off your shoes, relax by the pool, sip a nice glass of lemonade. You have made it. And he is so, so satisfied. Can you just feel it sort of dripping in the parable? So sure of himself. And then there's this unexpected voice in the parable, the voice of God. And when God speaks to this man, it's perhaps not so much about judgment. It is just a statement of fact. You fool. Tonight you die. That's a hard truth, is it not? That the rich, no matter how rich are never totally secure, in fact, no one is, right? The truth of this life is that we die, no one gets out any other way. Do you know anyone who served in the Civil War? Yeah, I don't think so. They're all gone. There is no materialistic insulation between us and our death. This life has its limits. We're mortals. And no bumper crop, no jump in the stock market, no Powerball lottery mega millions that was at 1.2 billion, I think they should rename it the mega billions, it's not going to save you. So, my friends, don't be fools. And don't be fooled by what others may tell you. The rich man that we meet in the gospel suddenly has his elaborate fortifications penetrated, his false security system defeated, and for him it happened in an instant. All his plans, all his carefully and clever devised schemes are foiled in a heartbeat, or maybe in the lack of a heartbeat. As I studied this text this week, one of the curious things about this text is there doesn't seem to be a lot of gospel in here. You know, good news. Like, how can we shake this parable a little bit more and, and maybe some blessing will fall out of it? It sounds a little judgy, doesn't it? Be careful about your riches. They will never save you. And it's really not even a uniquely Christian thought, by the way. Many people in many places of the world have said a very uh, similar thing. The material possessions of this world, the riches you think you have, they're not really what they're cracked up to be. Because in the end, earthly treasures only have earthly value. And so the parable concludes with these cheery words from our Lord. This is the way it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank you, sir. May I have another, right? You can't take your stuff with you. You might be able to use it while you're here, but when you're gone, it will still be here. So don't be a fool and somehow think that the things that you have are going to save you or fix your life. They will not. And if you don't believe Jesus or me, just ask anyone who has lost someone that they truly loved. Do you think there is some money that would make them feel better? Or ask someone who's been recently diagnosed with cancer or someone who is watching their child suffer from a disease. Money does not fix everything. And many people would trade everything they have to have someone back or find a cure or for their child to be healed. So where does that leave us? I've heard this community that we live in is somewhat affluent. And don't give me this, we live in Hilliard or Powell, not Dublin. Yeah, hmm We all got some stuff, huh? I have never thought the possessions themselves We're at the heart of the gospel. The gospel's mostly absent from this parable that we have today because the gospel's not about material things. But I do think that what we do with what we have makes a difference. How do we employ our gifts in service to God? How do we use them to build up God's kingdom or not? And perhaps if we just understood that from today, that would be enough. Use the gifts that you've been given on this earth to the glory of God and to help other people. And if you've got extra stuff, give it to Closet Cause. Starts August 15th. Bring it in. The Latin word for simplicity, not having a bunch of stuff, not having a life that's all jumbled up, the Latin word for simplicity is simplicitas, meaning having no folds, seen without plesitas, simplicity, not having any folds. It means that something smooth and even, without hidden parts or secret agendas. It means we see what we see, and it's there before us. The Latin word for complexity, on the other hand, is multi-multi. Plicitas meaning many folds, crunched up, balled up, hard to understand what this tangle of stuff is. So if your life were a sheet of paper, which would it be? Would we describe it as simplistic, without folds? or all gnarled and balled up, and I've got this on my agenda, and I have that to do, and I have these. Are you with me? Could our lives, might our faith lives, be straightened out somehow? Today, Jesus tells a story about a rich man who thought he had made it. Oh, yes, he thought it was fixed for a lifetime. So he says to himself, self. I got everything I need. Sit back, take a load off. And God's words to this rich man are cold and harsh and to the point, you fool, this night you die. Now all of your stuff, whose will that be? As Christians, and hopefully as non-foolish people we know that security and promise can never come to us from this world rather they are given to us by god they are poured over us in the waters of baptism they are stirred up in us again at our confirmation and each week they are held out to us in bread and wine these are not gifts that we purchase or deserve These are not things that we have acquired. They are ours as blessed God, as blessed gifts from a God who love us. We always want to hedge our bets. Okay, I I thought about it this week. I know you all did too. 1.2 billion? The pay it was 800 million. I was saying to Sharon, we could divide it up. First we call a lawyer and tell no one we've got the money. So I called Adam Beal just to get him ready. $250 250 for you, 250 for me, and the rest we put together. And we don't tell anybody. We can still keep our same lives, but we don't have to tell anybody, and then we can just do fun things and maybe own a Caribbean island. We'll throw that in. We hire Brian's and as our private pilot to, to, to get us back and forth. We we could do some things like that, but do you do that? Like like somehow I don't have enough now. The things of this world, even our biggest dreams, are a fantasy. What matters is that we understand that our life and our blessings come from a God who loves us, who has always loved us, and will love us to the end. All this other stuff. Don't be a fool. Trust that it's God who will make your life a life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Let us confess our faith using the words of the Apostle's Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, our only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the the Virgin Mary, suffered under the Virgin was crucified, died, and was was buried. He
3: descended into heaven. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. To seize
2: the right, right hand of God, and
3: in just and
4: Together as the children of God, may our hearts meditate on understanding as we pray for the church, the world, and all its people. O oh God, we are grateful to live in land of plenty. We pray for the restoration of comfort for those fleeing the war in Ukraine, as well as others exiled from their homeland. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the Church of God to be a beacon of light and suffering in a suffering world. May each individual church shine so brightly that their collective light reaches into the dark recesses of the globe. Lord, in your mercy. As we continue to pray for the community of Ubalde, we are reminded of the devastating act of violence in Dayton three years ago this week. We ask you to uplift those for whom the weight of tragedy lingers. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, knowing that you are always constant, infuse our congregation with enthusiasm as we embrace new schedules, new programs, and new staff. May change make our church family grow stronger together and more capable of serving you. Lord, in your mercy. O God, rather than storing up treasures for ourselves, help us to resolve to be rich towards you. We pray to become mindful of the economic peril faced by so many, as well as the mental and physical challenges of those we name now, either aloud or in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, fill us up with your wisdom and compassion for others as we shine your light into the world. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to
0: share that peace with those who are around you. God, peace all of you who are at I you to be seated for a few announcements as we look forward. Can you believe it? Tomorrow is August. I just don't know what happened, uh, July or the summer, uh, but tomorrow we welcome in Augsburg Fortress Music Clinic during the day, but in the evening, you have the opportunity to join in a hymn festival. So tomorrow night at seven o'clock, right here. Uh, Let My Spirit Always Sing is the title of the hymn festival and I uh, want to invite you to come in. This will be a great opportunity too if you know friends or family people in your neighborhood. They might attend other churches but they really like to sing. This is a great opportunity to gather folks together and join in singing again tomorrow night right here. Uh, as we look into August, school starts and so, <coughs> excuse me, School supplies are out and about everywhere and we too are collecting them. And so we're inviting folks, go into the fellowship hall. There are little string backpacks there and uh, take take some time when you're out buying your school supplies uh, and add some in there. Uh, we, we want to encourage you to do this as uh, as many times as you can. And uh, when you're doing it, to think about where these supplies might go. And, and who they might benefit and so offering a prayer for them as they go out into this world uh, to shine guide God's light uh, out into the world as we're getting down the line we also know that Sunday school has come uh, is coming down the line and you should if you are of Sunday school age received a packet if you didn't get a packet in the mail it's important to let us know because we have the wrong address and we might be mailed it to your neighbor who hopefully will also sign up for Sunday school um, but we want to make sure that we're getting them out to the right spot also miss sue put in there that there are a few spots for adult leaders uh, to come and be part of this so if you're feeling God's nudging you into uh, space to enter into more deeply here at church that might be in our Sunday school or maybe You would just like more FaceTime with kids. Maybe you just need some more kids in your life. This is a good opportunity to do that. Please contact Miss Sue and she will line you up uh, into a space in our Sunday school. Lots more announcements that you can find in our peace signs or on our social media. And we continue in our worship with the giving of our tithes and our offerings. God, our maker, redeemer, and healer. In the harmonious world of your creation, the plants and animals, the seas and stars were whole and well in your praise. When sin had scarred the world, you sent your Son to heal our ills and to form us again into one. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, blessed it, broke it, Remembering therefore his acts of healing, his body given up, his victory over death, we await that day when all the peoples of the earth will come to the river to enjoy the tree of life. Send your spirit upon us in this meal. As grains scattered on the hillside become one bread, so let your church be gathered from the ends of the earth, that all may be fed with the bread of life, your son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered as one by the Holy Spirit, let us join in praying the prayer our Lord first taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power, and the glory, of God, now and forever. Amen.
4: Life-giving God, through this meal you have bandaged our wounds and fed us with your mercy. Now send us forth to live for others, both friend and stranger, that all may come to know your love. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. The God of peace, Father,
0: Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always. Amen. Amen.
4: Go in peace. Love your neighbor.